talking hockey. Stanley Cups over talking hockey. AQ Shipley's back. Hell yeah. We're all back. Hello. And welcome to That's Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Nick Marotto. That beautiful voice you just heard, our pal of pals, our Canadian friend, Bubba Gumpino. Gumpy, how you doing? Not too bad, I suppose. Not too bad. It's a hell of a run. All things considered, the Habs are dead. And, and, man, it's good to see your face again. Perfect timing. (laughs) AQ Shipley is back. AQ, how have you been, brother? City of Champions. (laughs) Just keep it fucking rolling down in Tampa, boys. I told you. I told you from the get-go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you and me, you know, we were we were on the pens and then and then and then it was the bolts. It was go bolts. But uh Gumpy, to his credit, when these playoffs started, Gumpy said, Hey, it's go bolts all the way again. And he, he was right. He did. And he jumped on the Habs bandwagon early and he rode them all the way to the end too. So credit to you, my friend. I know you're not the largest canadian hockey fan nah. but that canadian blood in you just has a way of just letting you know like what the hell is <laughs> happening you're in tune with the sport you just you're born with it it's magnetic it was with the lightning it was just everyone just wanted to forget how good this team was you know what i mean like even when the canadians got to the final it had to be the islanders for them to have a chance it had to be the lightning or just I can't believe the Islanders took them seven looking yeah, back, hey, to be honest. Like, that is Isles. insane. It, because there wasn't any funny business about that series either. Like, both those teams play hard, and and, and we'll get into the quote-unquote funny business here in a little bit. But, AQ, if you talked to any of the Lightning guys, I know you've become friends with a couple of them now, or, uh, and, and they've uh, gone on to their celebrations now and, and the press conference with Kucherov and everything. We'll get into that. But I know you're I know you're close with a couple of the guys. Have you talked to any of them, or uh, have you gotten any uh, – uh, conversations with uh, Blaine Gabbert, who's a teammate of yours, who uh, is also friends with the boys down there. Yeah, Blaine went to a couple games early, but I mean, it's. I think once it got to the point where it was Game Five and it was Cup clinching game, and they knew that. I mean, everybody's families were in town, and this, that, and the other. Sent a couple texts back and forth, but looking forward to kind of hearing how that experience was down the road. The Instagram stories have been epic. Just watching the cup in a golf cart, like strolling around Davis Island down there. Um, you know, all everybody drinking out of it, the family's drinking out of it. I mean, it just looks like an epic time. And props to them because last year I don't think they got to experience that, obviously being in the bubble. So good for them to be able to experience it with the team and the friends and the family and just kind of a, a normal fucking cup winning experience. That is pretty cool. You mentioned that, uh, them going back to back, obviously. Uh, the first one being in Edmonton in the bubble, you don't really get the full celebration i know they had the parade and they brought it back to tampa and they had the jet skis and the boats and everything but now it probably feels that much sweeter i feel like in a normal back-to-back situation like what the penguins did and like what detroit did in the uh, early 2000s there uh it was probably like okay you win the first one it's awesome then you win the second one it's like okay yeah we've done this blah blah tampa's in a little bit of a different situation because they didn't really get the full celebration with the first one because of covid and everything now they those guys probably feel like okay now we can really let loose we can kind of really have the summer we wanted to have and celebrate with this thing and that's got to just feel oh so sweet you were down there for the super bowl parade obviously you got to experience the boat parade what's it going to be like for those guys is this one going to be even bigger than those two like the original lightning parade and your guys super bowl parade this one has outside of the storm also we hope everyone's okay but like this one has potential to be massive it has potential to be i mean second to none just just because right 
everybody that wanted to experience that last year as a fan didn't really get to experience that. So now you double down on that. And then you saw how crazy ours was. And then now you try and outdo that one on top of that, right? So this this has the makings of being something fucking wild. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the direction this thing goes and just seeing some of those videos. So the Lightning, they go back to back, but how quickly we forget before that, they were swept in the first round by the Columbus Blue Jackets after a 62-win historic season. So a little bit of poetic justice there for them. Um, since then... They've won eight straight playoff series. They haven't trailed in a series. They didn't lose back-to-back games. I think they were like 14-0 and and after a loss or something yeah. absurd like that. And this is the second cup because of the COVID situation in nine months. Like in two calendar years, or in a calendar year, they've won two championships. This is insane. And you could argue um, that this was easier uh, to win in some respects because they got more rest. And, and, but also at the same time, like they didn't get as much rest because they played a condensed schedule. Yeah, it was less games, but the games were every other night and they played the same teams in the division, blah, blah, blah. It was an interesting, like, I, I, I wonder how history will look back on this in the moment. Like I tend to not like, I don't want to pick it apart too much. I think it's, I think it's super impressive the way they overcame all of the COVID protocols within the bubble and then the year after not being able to go out when you traveled, being stuck in the hotel or not even being able to hang out with your teammates in the same hotel hotel room. We saw the Capitals were punished for that. I think it's massive uh, hats off to the Islanders and, and their fans who got to experience it being back in the building for the playoff run when they finally started to loosen things up and let some people back in. Pretty cool moment. They they become the ninth different franchise to repeat uh, back-to-backs in the fifth non-original six team. Uh, the others were the Flyers, Islanders, Oilers, and Penguins, obviously. Uh, and then Gumpy. I can't help but feel a little bad for your guy, Corey Perry, who had to face Man. this team in consecutive Stanley Cup finals and, and couldn't get a win. Unbelievable run for this guy, though. I mean, everything. he These stars, they wanted a miracle run fell short same thing this year he wants to run it back next year i mean this is what i feel like Getzlaff could have done for a team yeah you know what i mean and i think it is cool to see for perry obviously it's heartbreaking to lose back-to-back stanley cups but good for him to keep grinding it out man and it's not like he wasn't just a passenger on these runs like he was an integral part of these teams man integral i like that like that (laughs) no he was massive and it's like you always worry about bringing in a vet like that in the sense of yeah you like their leadership and and the intangibles they bring but can they keep up does he have the foot speed we knew he's tough enough and physical but he kind of helped change what that Habs team was. We looked at them the beginning of the year. We talked about them. They had some success early on. We praised Bergevin for uh, picking up Josh Anderson, Tyler Toffoli, two other guys who helped shape the team. Then as the season went on, they kind of started to sag a little bit. And then uh, I even said on this show, like if it was a regular playoff year, I don't, I don't even think they qualify for the, for the yeah. playoffs because of the way the division shakes out. Now they got to face Tampa again because we go back to the original division formats and conference formats next season. Now they're going to be in the same division with Tampa who – Obviously, because of the st- the salary cap circumstances, is going to be somewhat of a different team. They're not be- going to be gutted, but they are going to have to face 
some consequences after going through the playoff run at almost $20 million over the salary cap. Let's talk about that, the quote-unquote salary cap circumvention. Does it bother either of you guys? Because I got absolutely no problem with it. They played by the rules. They didn't break any rules. They were actually one of the teams who voted to amend this loophole years ago. Uh, I'll pull up the full tweet here while I'm, looking, while I'm talking about this. Um, this was an issue, uh, I think, for the Blackhawks years ago in 2015 somewhat of an issue it wasn't as big as tampa is now but tampa was actually one of the teams who voted against this and closing it uh and they were one of the only teams if not the only team and now here we are years later they're using it to their advantage so i don't fault them at all i give them full credit uh and if what kucherov was we talked about it healthy maybe a week or two left in the in the regular season it would have forced them into a cap crunch and some interesting situations but i don't think it would have derailed anything had they had him come back and played uh i think they played it smart i think they played it savvy uh and i don't know what the league's going to do about this rule if anything because teams exploit that ltir the long-term injured reserve all the time every team does it and a lot of guys who should be retired and having their teams facing cap recapture penalties because of that whole situation with contracts get away with it and just have guys stay on the team throughout the years when they shouldn't be playing they should be retired they're still getting paid by the team because they're on ltir the team gets cap relief the player gets paid it's kind of a win-win for everybody uh any of you guys gumpy you're not necessarily an habs fan but you were pulling for them do you like have any bitter feelings toward this aq how do you feel about it like I'm fine with it. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all, man. I mean, the th- hindsight's twenty twenty, right? The only people that bitch was when they got knocked out. Like, going into the playoffs, did anybody have anything to say about this? No. You know what I mean? Like, t- who cares, man? Like, get over it. Tampa Bay was just... I don't... I just... It doesn't bother me. Maybe maybe that's wrong, but that's just my thoughts on it. Listen, rules are written in, in the country and in, in sports and whatever it is, and people are going to find loopholes. Yeah. It's your job as a salary cap guy to find those loopholes as a general manager, whatever it is, to get the best possible team on the ice, on a field, on whatever grounds possible around the rules, right? And so by playing by the rules, they just found a way to to, to make it work, and, and there, there's no fault in that. I mean, you're seeing it in the NFL now with yeah. a, lot of, a lot of the salary cap guys, including our own, right? Like, there, there's ways to do things in order to keep guys, and now – it may, it may cause something down the road, you know. But teams are willing to do that because it, you, in order to keep your job, you got to win now, and, and that's what teams are finding a way to do. They're finding a way to keep pieces together to win now. Now, three, four years down the road, you might have to blow the whole thing up and start from scratch. But people are willing to do that if, if it brings two rings in two years. Yeah, and I, I guess I should have explained exactly what the circumvention is. I'm just assuming everybody knew it by now. So the way the NHL works is during the regular season, there's a cap with a with a with a limit. It's a hard cap. Uh, if you have a player who's injured, they go on long-term injured reserve. Uh, it, it's retroactive for up to like if a player's hurt or out for more than like seven days or something, they're eligible to be placed on the long-term injured reserve list. And what that does is basically takes their cap hit off the books and lets you replace it essentially so it, it also lets you bank that money towards the trade deadline where you can you can add a little bit over the cap with that kind of money since kucherov didn't play all season because he was recovering from hip surgery he had an operation he was on long-term ir for most of the season uh tampa bay went and added pieces at the deadline to fill his salary then the way the nhl works when the playoffs start 
that salary cap is non-existent anymore. You can go as high above it or below it as you want. And they did that. They went almost $20 million over bringing Kucherov back and Stamkos back, who were injured at the time. They get back healthy. And now you have a team with a little bit more depth than everybody else. But it's fully legal. Every other team could have done it. Every other team had injury issues. Every other team just either... The only disadvantage here is if you're an owner who's not willing to pay the money out of pocket and when you get into the differentiation between cap dollars and actual money because an owner with deeper pockets is going to have an advantage in that situation because they can obviously add more salary as a budget team like, let's say, like the Carolina Hurricanes. They're probably not going to want to go over the cap, so to speak. So... It's a loophole. It'll be examined. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be any quick or harsh reaction to it in terms of uh, amending it by the league. They've already looked at it in terms of camp in Tampa and determined there was no circumvention or no foul play. They did it legally by the book. So, like I said, I don't have a problem with it. We seem to all be on a similar page here. Like, yeah, maybe it's a little shady in the ethical sense, but hey, everybody had a chance at it. All the teams viewed and voted on these rules that aq spoke of they all had a shot to speak up and say something or change it then they didn't they all voted on it they all amended it it's in there we're moving on uh the other controversy so to speak i roll my eyes when i say this because it seems to only be coming from habs fans on twitter (laughs) the chest protector and pads of the consmith winner the mvp the playoffs andre vasileski the big cat the goalie for tampa There was one picture that came out during the handshake line of Carey Price and Vasilevsky shaking hands, you know, being good sports in the great game of hockey, as as is tradition. You shake hands after the series is over, congratulate your opponents, you make peace, you make amends. Vasilevsky looks a little bit bigger than normal. Looks a little bit bigger than Carey Price. He looks a little swallowed up, okay? Now, if you look at their heights and weights, they're both pretty similar. It's a drastic difference in this picture. Is there some funky angles at play? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Eddie Lack, former NHL goaltender, he was on Twitter saying, hey, it's the way they choose to wear their pads. It's a styling. Uh, Carey Price doesn't tuck his in. Um, Vasilevsky does tuck his in, and that kind of makes it protrude a little bit. He's Habs fans, man, I tell you. And we've been down this road before. You remember J.S. Jaguar? Yep. With the Ducks. Remember? He had the fucking wide shorts that... Yeah, like we this this shit happens. It's Hank like, Lundqvist for years was yeah, criticized for I having just, big big old pillow pads. I wanted the Habs to win as much as anybody. You lost. It's over. And it wasn't because of the size no, of Andre like, Vasilevsky's chest protector. But this is the world we live in now, Nick. It, it, everyone has to have a bitch about so, like Tampa Bay just went back to back. Probably one of the greatest runs we'll see in hockey, and and we're gonna make a mockery of it because of of what a pitcher. And it's not like. Vasilevsky, like I understand he wins MVP, he wins the Smythe, but it's not like he was lights out every no. single game of that series. The only game he You were losing games five to one, six to yeah, one. Yeah, he game two. Game two was the one that he the the Habs outshot them. That was the one game I'd say. It just it's getting too much uh like baseball with yeah. the the spider tack and the ticky and the sticky stuff and all that for my liking. It's like, okay, you lost, move on. Get over it. Then, excuses. I'm so sick and tired of excuses like i hate when people lose and then all of a sudden we start fucking playing back the tapes like that's one of my biggest fucking pet peeves is just you lost and it wasn't even fucking close it wasn't close like and if you really want to fucking come down to it 
the two teams in terms of talent aren't even close. No. I mean, it's not, it's not even close, right? So, Habs fans, awesome. Be happy you were there. Yeah. Be thrilled that you made it to the Stanley Cup. Be thrilled that Carey Price took you on a run and just faced a better offensive fucking juggernaut in the fucking finals. And can you keep it moving, right? But to sit here and start playing the angles of, oh, God, this picture shows this guy. Like, who gives a shit? Like, he, he's obviously getting checked. The go, the, the, the people are going to look at it. They're going to check every it. game. Like, if the there same. was something wrong, he would have been taken out or told, told to switch his fucking pads, period. Yeah. Let's not, three days after the fact, start pulling out every excuse in the book to be like, oh, well, this, shut, it's, shut it's, up. It's literally happening with every game now in, in every it's sport. It's, it's, just, it's just what it is. It's what it's turned into, unfortunately. Like, even in golf, like, that shit annoys me more than anything. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on it. I know we're switching gears here. No, it's the same thing, though. I, I, it drives me insane whenever we start fucking getting video call-ins of this guy touched a micro blade of yeah. fucking sand behind the... Shut the fuck up. Like, like come on. Like, I, it drives me insane. I, I can't stand it. Uh, so, Sorry. no, it's okay, because this uh, leads us to the next subject of while we're on the... We're talking about bitter Habs fans. Uh, the Nikita Kucherov press conference after the game. I'm sure you all saw it. Uh, I'm looking for here to play it. Uh, Pretty epic. It, yeah, uh, he, he basically called out Habs fans. The, the only while thing, pumping Vasilevsky's tires. The only thing I'll disagree with is you shouldn't knock a fan base for celebrating a Stanley Couldn't Cup win. I, I just. They haven't been to a cup since 93. They won a game. They were excited. Like, that's, you know what? What do you want them to do? Like, fucking not just go home and be like, I'm done, you know? Like, here's, here's the clip. We'll golf clap. Yeah. From the lightning, we have Nikita Kucherov. Shirtless, Media clapping when he gets his name called. He, I mean, he's pounding. Smith, the athletic. Pounding a Bud Light. Joe, let's hear it. <laughs> Just, uh, how would you describe your congratulations? Uh, how would you describe your emotions right now after doing what you guys did? I, I, I don't know what to say. Back to back, and yeah, you know, I, I couldn't sleep for three nights. You know, and uh, to be able to win this game is huge. Wasi was outstanding. MVP. I was telling him every day, Wasi, you MVP. You, you're the best Wasi. player. And Wasi. then they gave it to whatever the guy. Vegas, the Vezina. And then last year, they, they gave Vezina to somebody else. Number one bull. Number one bull. Why is he took both cups? You know, he took MVP, and I was keep telling him he's MVP. He's the guy that. <laughs> he's the best. You know, he was on his head today, and, you know, he kept us in the game. And another shout out for, by him. Remarkable. Can't even tell more. I'm so happy we. <laughs> I didn't want to go back to Montreal, but they acted, the fans in Montreal, come on. They acted like they won the Stanley Cup last game. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? John Romano, Tampa they, Bay Times. Their final was last, last series. Okay. All right, so good, fun. It's all good-hearted, having a good time, laughs. Uh, you're, you're pumping your goalie's tires, and then just the quick little, yeah. Quick little jab to the Montreal fans. Uh, I agree with you to an extent, but we talked about this in the office earlier. Like, you can celebrate the win, but let's not tear down the city because you won one game in a Stanley Cup final. And you could say, I "Oh, think, you know, you're going to criticize them for how they celebrate." Yeah, I am. It's it's you won one game I in think a Stanley Cup final. You also have to let's, look. Let's at, pump the brakes a little. You a have, little. You have to look at what's been happening in Canada too, though. 
Yeah, you, you yeah. Look at, you look at people who have been locked in their houses for a very long time. And they finally get a breath of fresh this, air. This could have nothing to do with the Canadians winning a game. This could just be people wanting to fuck, fuck shit up who haven't been able to do anything for a long time. You know what I mean? That's a good point. That's what happened when the Canucks lost to the Bruins. Whether the Canucks won that game or not, that was planned to tear that Oh, yeah, city they down. were going to destroy That things. had nothing to do with the Canucks. And I think that's probably kind of why this is they're facing the criticism yeah. they're facing now it's you're starting you're almost starting to get a reputation as weird as it sounds because yeah. like, you don't think of canadians as a destructive force of people yeah but you look at the two instances where they've been in the final in the past couple of years and both times they've they fucking prevent should they face should they face criticism for only allowing 3,500 fans yeah that and, was so and they that, did yeah that, that was, that's that's absurd man you talk that's about true. you talk about a fucking team that hasn't been to a stanley cup in since 1993 and you can't fucking get even 10,000 in there, man. But they're all fucking standing outside. Like, give me a break, dude. Right. I know. It's, it's, uh, it's frustrating, I, I would imagine. And you, like but, I said, and, I'm, I'm not going to hammer them. because. No. But you, you, I just said, pump the brakes a little because you want them to get. The other, the other flip side to this is now people are turning on Kucherov and saying, oh, this guy's classless. He's a scumbag because he went after Montreal. Look. We say this all the time. We want these players to show personality. Yeah. We want them to speak. We want them to be more vocal. We want them to showcase themselves and be in the public eye and draw attention to the game. You can't have it both ways. If you want them to be themselves and speak freely, when they do that, you can't tell them to shut up or tell them yeah. that they're pieces of shit or classless. You, you they, put a microphone in front of anybody's face after eight to ten Bud Lights. Let me know what they say. You know what I mean? And he like, didn't say anything about the other team. No, he didn't. He wasn't say. talking shit about the Habs players, yeah. the coaching staff, anything like that. He was talking about the fan base, which a lot of people would say rightfully could be criticized. Again, you know, it's pump the brakes, taken easy. But I don't think he said anything all that out of line there. Oh, you guys. I, I called. I called into your guys' show after our parade when you guys were interviewing Helwani. Yeah. And sounded like a belligerent fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. And loved every second. Every yeah. time I watch it, I think it's the best, funniest thing. And I'm sure people are like, oh, my God, it's disgusting. Like, look how terrible. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, and you just work your dick off. Now, Kucherov didn't play all year. That doesn't mean he wasn't working his dick off in rehab to get back. And then, he, oh, look, he comes back and fucking leads the playoffs in scoring for the second consecutive year. The only guy to do that two straight years outside of Lemieux and Gretzky. And like, here's the thing, if, if people didn't know this, athletes are actually people. Yeah, They're especially especially, especially a Russian player in the NHL in his second language. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt of the English language, like, barrier being yeah, yeah, yeah. Like He knew what he was saying. Yeah. He was doing it on purpose. Like, we want these guys to do this yeah. stuff, and then when we do it, Everybody hammers him like, no, let the guy fucking talk and let him let him preach and, and speak about how he feels. He just won. Yeah. If not now, then when? Yeah. I got I got no problem with it, man. But that's what the NHL does. They want to worried want, about this. Yeah. This idea of being classy. Yeah. No one's classy in this league. They're, yeah. You know, they're, they're classy gestures and moments when a player plays a thousand games and you hand them the, the silver, the crystal stick or you, you honor players for achievements. You don't have to be classy 100% no. of the time, all the time. That's why you victory. shake hands with the team at the end of the fucking series because yes. it's over. Like now, that's, now, that's one of the greatest things I think absolutely. about hockey. If he was spitting on Habs players yeah. in the line and refusing to shake hands, okay, different story. He's not doing that. No. Hey, Q, you look like you want to say something. No, I, 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 
I said the same thing about the, you know, the handshake line. I think it's the coolest thing in sports. I mean, I, every, my wife doesn't give a shit about anything when it comes to sports, but like, I always make her watch that. Cause I think it's one of the coolest things. And you see fights, you see, I mean, hell in the, who, who was the last series? Uh, Islanders, lightning maroon. And what's the big bully in, in Islanders? Uh, um, fuck Matt Martin. Matt Martin. Yeah. And you know, you see them go shake each other's hands, yeah. give each other a hug. Like, it's the coolest thing ever. And you hate each other for seven games, and then and then you do it. And you keep it moving. And the best part about it is sometimes in other sports, you know, you get you get the when you want to call classless stuff of guys not doing the handshake and leaving or whatever. In hockey, no matter what, every guy is always in that line at the end of every fucking series. Yep. And it's the coolest thing. And you know what? Like they do that handshake, especially in, well in the final. They do the handshake, and then the trophy comes out, and they present the trophy. Like they don't make you stand there and watch the other team celebrate in your face. Like it's already, I feel like, as classy and professional as it can be. So if in a post game press conference he wants to talk a little shit, let's get him a break. Yeah. Uh, going along with that, Kucherov, it came out his agent put out that he actually he uh, played through a fractured rib from the cross check from Scott Mayfield in the Islanders series. Uh, this is obviously, I think, one of our favorite things about hockey is now, like, all the injury news comes out and you find out what these guys were battling through. Uh, right after the game, you found out Alex Kalorn for the Lightning had a broken fibula, and he was going to try and come back for Game 7. They they put a rod in, and he said, hey, I was going to give it a go. Like, that's insane to me. AQ, I know you guys in football, you're tough as balls. You play through some shit. Uh and I get mocked here because I always talk in the office. Like, oh, hockey players are tough, man. They do this. And but well, football players are tough, too, Diggs will say. But, yeah, I know. But this is like a next level of insane when it comes to the playoffs and what these guys are playing through. I remember years ago in the final, Patrice Bergeron played through a punctured freaking lung. Uh well, Jeff Petrie. We saw his eyes. Yeah. He'd say he, his, <laughs> it's on the moon. This is from uh, Jay Clipperton CP on Twitter. He said, Petrie says bloodshot eyes in the playoffs were a result of him passing out when doctors reset his broken pinky finger. All the blood vessels in his eyes popped. Like, I understand a, bro- a broken pinky finger isn't that huge of a deal. But, you know, he, he looks out. He goes out there. He looks like a fucking zombie skating around the ice. He looked insane. AQ, you've experienced this stuff firsthand. Like, it's – I'm not saying one's tougher than the other necessarily. Like, you guys are both play physically brutal, demanding sports. Uh, it's insane what you athletes are willing to put yourselves through for that glory, for that championship. Listen, it's so hard to describe. I mean, people, unless they've never done it, they, there's, there's nothing you can't describe it, right? I mean, there's, there's a time where the exact same injury that I had this year, I had back in 2013, pretty similar at least, uh, where, you know, my neck goes, everything goes on, and seven plays later, I was back in the game. Pins and needles, Jesus. feeling this, it's like dumb, maybe. Some would call it dumb, some would call it crazy, some would call it whatever. But at the end of the day, like you want to play. That's what, yeah. that's what you work your ass for. You play, you work your ass off. For for, for putting in all that hard work to go showcase it on on game day and you know i've had numerous things shoulder goes out you get you, you you pop it back in you roll back in right like two plays later these guys do the same thing the crazy thing about them is they don't have as much protection as we do in a lot of cases in some areas i mean these dudes are taking a shea weber shot off a shin or off a bag i mean mcdonough's out there just eating pucks the entire series that dude gets more credit than anybody deserves so, again, I'm going on a tangent here, but to, to these guys' credit, when we sit here and we talk about these injuries after the year and after the fact and 
watching this dude carry around. I don't know how much that cup weighs, but even on a broken on a broken fib, just carrying that thing can't be easy. And you hear all these other crazy stories. These dudes, these, they put it all out on the line, and, and, and until you experience that, nobody can even understand it or come close to even understanding it. That's hockey, baby. These guys are insane. Yeah, yeah. And that's football, baby. You guys are insane. Like the stuff you guys do uh, to, to carry on and, and, and pursue your dreams and everything, it's it's admirable. It's insane. And that's what makes us fans is watching people like you guys do what you've done for years and just battle through and put your bodies on the line. Um, hell of a season. Hell yeah. Uh, I apologize on behalf of this show. We weren't able to put one out last week. Uh, we were all on vacation, and, and vacations aren't – aren't really a thing around here so when they happen we take we like to take full advantage and disconnect so i appreciate everyone not giving us a hard time about taking some time away and getting some ability to refresh and everything and we thank you guys for staying with us and still listening and watching and everything um i think this this season um in a whole yeah was very good after the bubble like i yeah oh yeah i've kind of so i was like nba and I've actually, like, I've fallen back in love with hockey more so. Like, I don't really watch NBA anymore. Like, hockey, I think, is on the up and up, my friends. It's Yeah, it's still, uh, the regular season is definitely too long, but we know they're not going to change that. But the regular season games are still watchable, yeah. and teams are still competing, and it, there's still good entertainment value in that. And now, hopefully, more people get a chance to experience that with NBC stepping aside. This was their last run. Now it goes over to ESPN. Now it goes over to Turner. So hopefully it gets some more casual eyeballs on it, and hopefully some more people feel the same way you do. Where yeah. I've seen a lot of tweets like that this year, yeah. uh, whether it be from Hoss talking on here or from hammer down or patcho where people have kind of uh i don't want to say even go far as to say fallen back in love with but found a, a newfound appreciation for hockey that used to watch it or experiencing it for the first time um having said that a couple little off-season notes we get to uh we won't do this every week during the off-season obviously there's just not that much to cover uh but we'll probably talk up again around draft time we know the expansion drafts coming up with seattle so that'll give us something to chat about when we see who's going where and everything vladimir tarasenko the blues just came out that he wants out of uh, st louis so he's going to be on the move that's a big story that's a big player um and, and i can't wait to see what happens with seattle and the shakedown is mark andre Fleury going to stay in vegas there's all these questions that need need answered so we'll, we'll pop up periodically uh in the off season and give you the news you need to know and uh especially youtube we got our youtube channel up this year that was a big that was a big start for us and, and people have received that well we've got some we've got a got more subscribers than i thought we would i know it's not much but, but it's more than i thought we'd get so i'm happy about that and thanks to all you guys out there appreciate you listening appreciate you watching aq gumpy any any last words here before we sign off and fade off until uh until the expansion draft and things like that no nah, man hell of a year it was yeah, fun the best uh, we've had fun with you boys and it's always fun kind of getting the feedback on twitter and everybody so uh again like you said appreciate everyone sticking with us and um you know hopefully hopefully they get a different perspective when they listen to us three dumb idiots talk about hockey <laughs> and the best the best team won I think I don't think anybody can argue that the best well, yeah, team won. They were twenty million over the seller guy. No, there we go. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they they proved it. Yeah, they proved it. Uh, they'll they'll have some changes. They got some moves to make. Blake Coleman and Barclay Goodrow are two guys that they brought in that were that are now UFAs. They're going to try and bring back, but who the hell knows? Because they're going to command a decent amount of money. Braden Point's got another year until he's up for an RFA deal, so he's going to be extended soon. They got some moves to make and some things to figure out. So. Uh, we'll see how well they can maneuver these waters in the offseason with the cap. Um, 
I'll wrap it up now. We've rambled for too long at the end of this, but we were getting a little sentimental there. But thank you guys. It's real. Thank everyone for listening. Thank you for watching on YouTube. We appreciate it. Follow along with us on, on Twitter at That's Hockey Talk. Uh, shout out you guys. That's Hockey Talk. Cheers. Oh, wait. Thank you to Jay and Billy and Mitt who stick around here and do this with us late after hours. I, I should have got this in earlier. I feel bad, but uh, these guys sacrificing their time to help us put this together because couldn't do it without them. Billy puts all the clips together. He puts the YouTube show up. Jay helps us run the audio and gets all the, the tech sorted out and Mitt edits the thing. So, yeah, baby if, you, if you can believe that. That baby Mitt. Oh, it's fucking hockey, dude. Thank you, boys. <laughs>